Lickety blammo, baby. We're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, I don't know how long I've been gone, but I feel like I'm back. And the reason I'm back is because I'm back with Shervin Jaferia, who has, over the last... Shit, has it only been like a year and a half? Two years? Um, become one of my favorite people on the planet. Somebody that I've learned a ton from. This is his third uh, time on this podcast. I've been on his podcast, of course, Wake the Fake Up, which I believe he's pumping out new content. We'll find out later. Um, this is one of the first times where I'm doing ads prior to actually recording the show. And there's good reason for that. I got to turn this around quick, and I won't have time to do the the reads and the intros and all that good stuff after the fact. So this is a beforehand, and uh, I can only make predictions about what this show will be like. But if you've listened to us in the past, I think our, our second episode we just did was one of my all-time favorites. It was on... Uh, the Influences of Lucifer and Ariman, uh, a book by Rudolf Steiner that is absolutely fantastic. It's a very short read. We break down, uh, really in modern terminology, what those influences look like, what they are archetypically, what they are spirits-wise, the whole deal, uh, and how it applies today. One of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. So I imagine we will bring up uh, some Steiner. I imagine we'll bring up Lucifer and Armand. I imagine that, um, you know, shit, it's probably been a year since we did that. Close to it, actually. Yeah, I was at Paul Check's Mandala Workshop last year in March, and we're here uh, late January, so damn near a year. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked. Anytime I get a chance to hang uh, with Shervin, um, it's just pure medicine. Shervin also started Symbiotica, which is one of the absolute greatest supplement companies on the planet. Um, we'll link to that in the show notes for a discount there, but I fucking love everything these guys make. Regen Regenesis is actually a product that I wanted to create when I was at Onnit. It's liposomal glutathione, uh, PQQ, and a couple other mitochondrial enhancers, and it just works. It works because of the myocell technology that allows it to pass through the gut tissue uh, without being broken down. It tastes phenomenal. I've tried a lot of different glutathiones that are oral, and they simply taste like shit, and you don't want to go back to it. I absolutely love the flavor of this. My son loves the flavor of this. And yes, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal for recovery, phenomenal for immune function, phenomenal for mitochondrial production and function. And when you optimize the mitochondria, you optimize literally every facet of yourself. One of the things that I like to think of, too, is that there are more mitochondria in the brain and the heart than any other organs. So, uh, mental energy, mitochondria. Cardiovascular energy and recovery, mitochondria. You enhance those two things, you literally enhance globally your entire system. Check it out, symbiotica.com. Uh, they're not a sponsor, but we were brought to you by some sponsors, and we got some dope ones today. Want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Optimal Carnivore. Organ meats are some of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. Our ancestors prized organ meats for their vital properties. The founders understood the amazing benefits of eating organ meats, but found it difficult to source a variety of high-quality organ meat. They disliked the process of preparing them and trying to make them tasty, so they started sourcing 100% grass-fed organ meats from New Zealand, freeze-drying the organs, and encapsulating them into convenient bovine gelatin capsules. They chose New Zealand because it is a pure source, a pristine land with rich soil, lush greenery, and one of the cleanest environments on earth. The products are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and free of hormones, pesticides, antibiotics, 
genetically modified organisms than any other crap that you don't want to eat. They currently have a grass-fed organ complex that contains nine different organs and a grass-fed liver product specializing in the benefits of liver. The organ complex is one of my absolute favorites. It's a powerful combination including beef liver, brain, thymus, heart, kidney, spleen, pancreas, lung, and gallbladder. Now, even if you venture like Paul Saladino and myself on occasion to eat organs, um, testicle, you can get away with that. Uh, liver, you know, it's kind of an acquired taste. Kidney, whoo, man, kidney's tough. And, and we're not even talking about some of the other ones. Heart, I actually do enjoy, depending on uh, what it is. Anticucho de Corazon, my favorite meal in Peru is uh, skewered beef heart, and it's phenomenal. If you're ever in Peru, check it out. Um, but look, if you're not in Peru and you don't have access to really tasty, well-made beef heart, and you're sick of trying all the other shit because it doesn't taste good, get it all in one product, Grass-Fed Organ Complex. And you can check it out. You're just going to go to amazon.com slash optimalcarnivore. Then you use the code KINGSBOO10 to receive 10% off all products. Once again, we'll have that link to it in the show notes. Amazon.com slash Optimal Carnivore. Use code KINGSBOO10 at checkout. These guys are phenomenal. Another great company that I absolutely love and love dearly for many reasons. Um, creator Drew Canoli has been on this podcast and uh, I went recently on his podcast. I had a great team call with the whole squad at Organifi. I dearly love their entire company and everyone that they've brought on board. It reminds me a lot of um, Todd White and the Dry Farm Wines family. Just great, great people at Organifi. And they make some of the best supplements on the planet. You know, their goal was to enhance the health and wellness of the entire planet by choosing foods that mattered to people and that mattered uh, to the soil and mattered for the health of the planet. These guys include so many different superfoods in one drink. You're just not, I'm never going to, when I was juicing a lot and making all these drinks and I'd watched uh, Fat Sick and Nearly Dead, I wasn't using moringa leaves and ashwagandha and some of the other superfoods that you're going to find in the Organifi Greens drink. The greens taste phenomenal. It's a daily practice of mine to have that bear and wolf drink it every day. Wolfie likes a little syringe full just because she's not, she's not big enough yet to, to slam her own shaker cup, but everyone loves it. Everyone gets excited. Uh, when I'm holding her in my arms, shaking it up, she wants to drink from my hands, you know, and I'm like, ah, let's, let's meet her this. <laughs> and, uh, anywho, it tastes phenomenal. Your kids will love it. It's one of the best ways to round out a really good diet that likely has some grass-fed meats, a little bit of organ meat, um, some healthy fats from nuts, uh, moderate carbohydrates from organic berries and seasonal fruits, seasonal starches, and all the superfoods that you're going to find from Organifi that you're not going to buy in the grocery store. Check it out, Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash KKP. Check it out, Organifi.com slash KKP, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash KKP, and use code KKP for 20% off everything in the store. We are also brought to you by Lucy.co, Lucy.co. Look, we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? I absolutely love these guys. You know, this is stuff that I've been using for a very long time. I think it's a, it's a phenomenal entry point. You know, I do like vaping. 
um, from a volcano, you know, not using these little sticks that contain um, all sorts of other <laughs> pigulated things and, and nonsense. I, I like I like doing the vape from the uh, from the volcano, but that's not portable, you know. And even though they have a portable one, that's still not portable. You can't use it on an airplane. I'm not going to rip that bag in mid workout. This is where Lucy becomes one of the most effective products. Is that you literally can use it anywhere on airplanes in the gym. Uh, nobody's going to come by and say, what are you doing? You don't have to spit into a spittoon or some, you know, nasty ass uh, water bottle or like a fucking happened to me when I was a kid. I, I drank my dad's Diet Coke on a hot summer day and it was all red man spit. No, sir, that will not happen again. <laughs> and uh, I will not do that to my kids, but you don't have to worry about that. This is something that you can use that is 100% discreet and all of the benefits of nicotine are there for you. Now, warning and disclaimer, this product does contain nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Spoiler alert. And you know why else it's addictive? Is because it works. It works to switch on the brain. It works to calm you and create an alertness. And the effects do not last long. So that's one of the beautiful things about it. I can throw a Lucy.co patch in or lozenge in when I'm reading to my son at night, and it doesn't keep me awake. I can toss it out, and then I'm good to fall asleep. So this is great at any time of day or evening. Check it all out, lucy.co, that is L-U-C-Y dot C-O. And remember to use the code word KKP at checkout. KKP is going to get you 20% off everything in the store. Last but not least, we're brought to you by paleovalley.com. Paleovalley.com is a phenomenal place. These guys have a whole host of supplements that you'll love. A lot of them have immune-boosting properties and things of that nature, but you know, my favorite thing with Paleo Valley is their beef sticks, plain and simple. I've talked a lot about how these things have become um, pretty much mandatory for any travel that I take, whether it's a road trip with Bear or the family road trip in the RV or flights. I mean, anywhere. We put them in any, any grab-and-go backpack that we have has its own pack of like 15 or 20 of these. Um, they're just, there's nothing like it. Their beef sticks are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. Many on the market claim grass-fed, but they're actually finished on grains. They source from a small domestic farm right in the United States. They use real organic spices to flavor their beef sticks, not conventional spices sprayed with pesticides or natural flavors often made from GMO corn. They ferment their sticks, which creates naturally occurring probiotics, which are great for our gut health. Now, this is important. When you eat something dehydrated, that comes at an additional cost to the gut. Your body wants to take water resources to rehydrate them as you break it down. So these hardcore uh, jerkies you get at like Bucky's or something like that that are bone dry and cause you to have a mouth pump so that your head looks like Lou Ferrigno, that's out. That's not good. And they don't have the probiotics and they likely contain other nonsense. When you go with the Paleo Valley beef stick, you're getting increased omega-3 fatty acids, vitamins and minerals, glutathione, CLA, conjugate linoleic acid, the fat that burns fat, bioavailable protein, they're keto-friendly, and there's, they're moist. So that's going to require less water to break that down. And in addition to that, you got the probiotics, which are going to help smooth everything and make it an easy, gentle ride on the digestive system. One of my favorite products I can eat, I've had like four of these in a whack before when I was on the road because I didn't want to stop and make food, and I was just like, fuck it, we got to go. And um, to my amazement, and not really that surprised, honestly. Uh, there was zero gut issues, zero GI issues whatsoever from eating four of these bad boys back to back to back to back. Check it all out, paleovalley.com, discount code KYLE, K-Y-L-E, for 15% off your entire order. And without further ado, my brother, 
Sherveen Jaferia. Sherveen, my brother. Kingsbury. Round three. <laughs> really round infinity, but, I know. but uh, third time on the, on this podcast this lifetime. Hallelujah. Yeah, buddy. It's good to be out here besides the cedar fever. And, yeah, you, I don't know. I think you're... I'm sensey, man. I think you're likely like me, where you just want to go fucking hard to the paint. Like, give me your worst. Yeah. You know? And then survive it, and then you come back when it's not as bad, and you're like, oh, this is dope. I could live here. I seem to be living my life like that. Like, like my frontal conscious doesn't know, isn't planning it, but something in my karma wants me to experience a lot of ups and downs. And I think that's, uh, you know, how I was able to become who I am today is by going through the fire. Right, we always talk about that hormesis, right? Mm-hmm. That which does not kill you makes you so strong. Well, let me tell you, man. All night long, you can hear it in my voice. I was <laughs> nonstop sneezing. It was like it was like everything was coming out of my ears, my eyes, my nose. Uh, I just never really experienced allergy attack like that. My histamines were on fire, and uh, something wanted to come out of me. <laughs> well, I'm gonna see if I can get you. Uh... Absolutely situated over at Kuya. We're, we're filming it on right now, but I want to get get us across the street. Hopefully before three, I think we can do it. They've got, do some, it. they've got some super shots that'll just fucking have you right as rain, ready yeah. to go. You won't be looked at like a COVID super spreader. <laughs> it's funny how many people in Texas forgot. Like, um, I remember it was kind of a running joke, not in Austin, because there's so many transplants, myself included. At least I, I was here for four years before. So I beat the rush. But how many people were like, y'all, that's cedar fever. It ain't the vid. You know, like, like <laughs> yeah, r- relax. It happens to everyone every fucking year. Um, yeah, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. We, you know, in working with Dr. Will Tegel, who's a local to the Hill Country, um, he wrote Walking with Bears, been on the podcast. He just told me, you know, one of the old native principles was to, to work with the plant, to literally talk to the plant to burn it, but don't pull it, you know, pull from the, what's been dropped from the tree, what's been left from you from right, the tree. Right. Uh, if there's a berry, you can suck on a berry. If it's one of the females, if it's one of the males, you wait for the, for the males to drop. And then you grab the brown, you light a little bit, move it around your auric field and then sniff it. So that way it goes into your senses while making the prayer or the statement, Hey, I'm here. I'm from this place. I've come to your home. Please take me in. I wish to be a caretaker uh, of this land. Well, and- next time, you got to send me a UPS. <laughs> <laughs> I got some at the crib, bro. I'll, okay. I'll hook you up before you leave. That so, way you can start working so with it. So I can pray with it. And cedar smells yeah. amazing. It really does smell amazing. I love um, I love cedar. I work with cedar. This is a whole different ballgame. This is a different level of... This is our pollen, right? Yeah. So, and this is when all the males are just fucking ejaculating... Across the airwaves, just <laughs> boosting out. I mean, we're, when Bear was at uh, Waldorf, we always pushing him on a swing, and they have a ton of it, you know. And, and he kept going. He's like, "Higher, Dad, higher!" And I push him up higher, and his foot kicked a male, and this brown cloud, this reddish brown cloud, filled the air. And I was like, "No, <laughs> I couldn't get him off the swing uh, fast enough." I was like, "Run!" Like it, it was like some shit just seeped out, you know, like a some kind of contagion. 
just hearing that right now and the state of affairs I'm currently in right now is just shocking my system to the highest level. That's like a horror movie. Yeah. But, you know, it's that's where all the energy is. That's where all the jing is. That's why the body's like, whoa, okay, I we, we don't recognize this. We don't know what this is. Time to unload all every histamine and get it out of you. And that's uh, that's what how important integration is just with anything. It reminds me of the subject of radionics, right? Mm. Before you integrate whatever tool or technology or medicine, you want to get your body, mind, heart, spirit integrated with the spirit gradually so there's not this big shockwave that hits you. There's not this histamine. There's not this speed bump. It's the same thing with food, nutrition, biotics, probiotics, prebiotics, all of these things. It's getting the body and the mind and the soul ready for its integration. It reminds me of uh, Wesley in... um the princess bride. He, oh, he, that's he right. microdoses that poison. Yeah, that's right. right. And then he puts it in both cups. Yep. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> you know, you yeah, got to yeah, microdose yeah, the right. poison a little bit each day. He's playing you, with the cups. Uh-huh. The one where he's playing with the cups. Yeah, exactly. And drink it. Exactly. Hey, what's that over there? He turns around. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he put it in both cups. Yep. So yeah, that's what we got to do. We got to microdose that. Um, Maybe we can combo style it. I could take a little bit and burn it into my skin a little bit. That, that should work. I'm sure that would work. Yeah. And I'm sure that would work in, in combination with combo. Yeah. Th- this is, I mean, what we're talking about is homeopathy, right? Yeah. This is homeopathy like 101. So maybe we've got to do something like that. I'm, 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 I want to work with the herbs, with the plants, and really figure this out. And emotionally during this whole process, I'm not like, fuck cedar at all. I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm talking to you. I'm communicating with you. I'm feeling you. I'm not trying to block it. I'm not trying to hit it with some you know, some drug. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to discommunicate the body's experience with it. That's going to be do, create a drastic issue down the line. I really am just feeling into it and like what its spirit is. And it's fierce. Yeah, That's a is. fierce plant. But Will said it's, yeah. the, it's the, the apex plant of this land, yeah. of the hill country. Yeah. He also said it's a relative to the sequoias and the mm-hmm. redwoods. Yeah. I'm like, no shit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, just because that's, you know, my, my territory back in the, in the bay. That's right. You know, so like yeah. I felt that resonance come in here. There's so, cedars in uh, Half Moon Bay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that makes they're, sense. They're, they're all connected. You've been down in SoCal. Uh, the last time we jumped on a podcast, we discussed... The uh, influences of Lucifer and Ariman. That was a good one. That was one of my all-time favorites. Still one of my all-time favorites. That was so good. That was in the house. I think you and I, we had an epic weekend at the Chexters. Yep. And that was part of our main discussion between me, you, and, and we were like, okay, let's really polish this one off a little bit and get in there. We got into the whole aspects of the alcohol and the escapism mm-hmm. and all that stuff and brought it up in today's modern 21st century. I, I still am getting messages all the time. People are like, whoa, I just listened to that again. And so much of my life just got more clear. And that's yeah. really what, why we do what we're doing. Absolutely, right? brother. It's to make things more clear. Everything we do is for clarity. All of these books, <laughs> all of these medicines, all of the education, all of the training, all of the, you know, the peptides, the, the, the supplements. What is it for? It's for clarity. I was having that aha moment on the flight over here. You know, I was like, what am I doing? What the hell am I running around? Like, <laughs> what's well, to get more clarity, you know? And with more clarity comes more ease. And more yeah. ease comes more grace. Greater, greater levels of awareness, yeah. Yeah. right? And yeah. through, through sometimes through a hard-nosed experience yeah. where you find the ultimate respect for the ocean or for the cedar or for whatever. Totally. And sometimes just, uh, you know, we, we show up and we get hit with something and then that's, there's the learning experience too. Yeah. Um, 
I wanted to, the reason I brought up Lucifer and Armand is because I wanted to ask you, you know, since that conversation, which was almost a year ago, was that a year ago? Just about, I think it was March and we're, we're you know, mid, late January right now. Oh yeah. February or March when I came out for Chexters and stayed with y'all. What have you been introduced to or what has unfolded in the last year that really flows with the birth of Armand, which was something that Steiner had predicted over a hundred years ago. Obviously we dive way further into this in that podcast I'll link to it in the show notes. But I guess, I guess for me, the more I've come to terms with, you know, with, with Ike, as he states, when you understand the end game, it's a lot easier to track the totalitarian tiptoe going forward. And uh, I mentioned to you, he's coming on at the end of the month. I'm fucking stoked for that. Yeah. Um, it's something I'm going to bring up. But one thing, you know, as I've become more clear and with, you know, something I mentioned to you before the podcast was like the greater... M- all of the other moving pieces in my life become my family life, uh, you know, as a father, as a husband, sex life, which is big in restoration as a fucking dad with a newborn. 100%. Still not sleeping together. Um, all of those things coming back online, which they have, gives me a greater degree of ease. So it's like, all right, this feels stable. This feels stable. Work is stable. Fit for service is stable. The podcast is excellent. Um, that I think gives me permission to not shun and shy away from shit that I don't want to believe is true. You know, that's been the case for me. I remember listening to, listening, I remember listening to Catherine Austin Fitz talk about the transhumanist movement. And I know I had heard it from Mike first, but I was like, this is too much. You know, like, like um, futures, betting on people's lives, like how the, the, <laughs> the financial game, which you come from, would be used, you know, in accordance with health and biometric feedback and a lot of the apps that I had promoted on this show, yeah. Aura Ring, the Whoop Watch, all this shit, right? Yeah. In real time. Um, data. Yeah, data, exactly. Data, yeah. data, data. And so yeah. I think, at, you know, as my life has improved in the controllable areas, that's allowed me to surrender to what is essentially outside of my control and see it for what it actually is. Um, what has shaped you, you know, since our last conversation that might flow in with Armand? It might not, but just, you know, what is the, what are some of the things that you've been able to see? Because you got into this so much earlier than I did. You really got into it at a point where you were still raw. You were much more impressionable. You had, you didn't have filters up and blocks that kept you from being able to see the truth. And I really admire that about you. And of course, your cousin, uh, David Avocado Wolf for, for introducing you to the path. Yeah. I I think right, what you just said regarding all the information and all the technologies are becoming so clear to me. I'm watching everything every single day and seeing the data that's been unfolding. And this entire experiment that we've been going through over the last year and a half, two years, in my opinion, is a data capture. Every single nuance. And what I mean by data, I mean the human response system to fear and oppression and how far the human is, is you know, willing to be able to be pressed on before fighting back. I think that's a key metric that's being measured right now. And it's a very harmonic measurement because it's studying the resolve of man, the resolve of woman, the resolve of our children. And that data is going to be used with, you know, with no, uh, you know, no punch punches held 
if so to speak. It's going to be used with full force, and it's being used right now. And I was researching. You know, I always check on the you know the, the basically the health of our country, our financial systems, our medical systems. I was going deep into the medical systems and how much money is being made in the healthcare system and how every dollar spent for any healthcare is taxed on. So that's more federal money. The whole thing is just one big scam in my opinion. And the medical system that we're dealing with today is, is Armand's, one of Armand's main arms because it backdoors into our own empowerment. If we're giving away our power to a medical system, we've lost all faith in our ability to heal ourselves and to function as human beings just on a psychological sense. And that becomes Aramonic in, in itself. Araman wants to come into the body and say, fear the body, fear the bodies, the body, don't communicate with the body. You're just flesh and bone. There's no way of healing outside of that. And you have to give your power out to to something higher than you, another ruling class, another, another structure, another structure, another system. And when you get into the psychosis of that, it limits the the ability to to fundamentally grow. It limits the ability to have spirit help you. And that's why you hear it all the time. We're in a spiritual war. 100% we're in a spiritual war because we're disabling the spirit of our own psyche. And the medical mafia, the medical system, what we're dealing with um, is running shambles um, of our own human psyche and creating a separation. And that separation is leaving a, a lot of people out to trust things that they have no idea what they're trusting. How are they operating with discernment, um, making choices about their life and their children's lives and their family's life if they don't even know how any of this stuff works? That's like you're, you're, you're asking an artist to draw something empirical when you haven't even given them the data. It doesn't, doesn't work that way. And so if you reverse engineer that back into the household, the household right now is under, uh, you know, under a lot of pressure. People are under a lot of pressure. And I want to make this clear. I'm not against the medical system per se in terms of the individual doctors out there. I work with a lot of doctors. We have incredible doctors on our board at Symbiotica. There are so many practicing people of allopathic care that are doing the right thing, that are working hard and doing the best they can. This is a this is a root parasite in the system. And it's almost like, I heard this the other day, well, the system's not working, but maybe the system's working too good, right? <laughs> which, yeah. which direction is it? Yeah. Like maybe this is the design of the system. The system was designed to put us in this situation. United States has been spending the most money on medical care, yet we have the, mo- the highest rate of obesity. We have the highest rate... Uh, um, rate of all diseases that are based on metabolic functions, right? We have diabetes and lymphomas and cancers and heart disease and all of these exotic diseases that are popping up. It's insane. We we lead the charts in all of that, yet we spend the most money on uh, medical services. And at the same time, we have a fractured communication between groups that are advocating for the same thing but they're completely misaligned in communication. So, so many groups are doing different things and doing things different ways without really the meeting of the minds and the meeting of the hearts. What you're ha- what you what you're seeing is people that are left, um, you know, in their own devices, not knowing what to do, and they've handed their power over to a system that's not supporting it. So, what do we do here? How do we get back to sovereignty? 
my whole thing is, and I know your whole thing is because you're one of the best students of life, is that we got to take ownership of our entire ethos. What our, you know, what we put on our body, what we put on our body, what we live in, our experience. Or you could just have that laissez-faire mentality and just says, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to escape every day. You know, and then we get into escapism, which is a Luciferic tendency. And it's an extreme version of Luciferic. That's why they feed off each other, right? So you have that harmonic, you know, just flesh and bone, this and that. And then you you can't live in the body because the body's dying and you feel it dying because people are sick out there. They're riddled with heavy metals. They're riddled with poisons. Their bodies are breaking down. They have metabolic disease. I, I would say 80, 80, 90% of the population have some form of liver disease. I've been going deep on liver stuff. You know, I've been talking this for a long time, but I'm looking at pathology reports. It's incredible. You could have a, a liver that's 90% fibrotic and you still don't, you could be asymptomatic. And, and asymptomatic, meaning that you're not laying on your back dying but you're still losing functions of so many things that the liver is controlling. So people right now are struggling emotionally, physically, spiritually. And the best thing that they do, not that they can do, but they do is escape. And so that again takes us into the hyper looping of not being present. And if you're escaping while you have a sick body, you don't have a lot of time left. If you're escaping while in a sick body, you're not helping the cause at all and you're not helping anyone around you. And so we've become a society that is just in this state of like falling apart emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially. What the hell is the next generation going to look like? And we're in that like generation lost right now. We've forgotten what we've forgotten. This is why people like you that are so, you know, obsessed with learning the ancient traditions, learning the old cultures, learning the ways that the, the indigenous were doing things, because those are the root, um, those are the root actions and the root behavioral patterns and the root consciousnesses that can take us into freedom. And and that's what isn't that what this state is all about over here, this Texas state, Tejas? It's about freedom, right? And I can feel it when I got off the plane here compared to California. <laughs> you know, I was walking and two or three people recognized me. They're like, oh, Sherry, what? You're in Austin? You know, just randomly. And they're like, thank you for standing in your truth. You know, appreciate that. I recognize that, you know? And how many people actually recognize that? Because most people don't even recognize the truth within themselves. They can't even look in the mirror. Most people yeah. in California don't even have their eyebrows raised as to uh, uh, generators being made out outlawed. Yeah. Right? What, why right? would? Because the carbon footprint? Because the carbon the footprint. fucking gas generator? Uh, it's unbelievable. Um, that's where, you know, there's long been a debate for those who become first aware of the events happening in the world. What is the end game? Right? Is it just money? Well, it's really easy. If you follow the money, um, uh, Foster... Foster Gamble, Gamble yeah, yeah, Foster Gamble and Kimberly, um, who did Thrive and, and uh, Thrive Two, they talk about that. Follow the money; the, the paper trail will always lead you there, right? Yeah. Um, but they know as well as I, as well as we do, that it begins to look a little bit more nefarious than just a money grab. Yeah, that's the right? tool. Yeah, the longer you get yep. there, the more you say, like, all right, if you have all the money in the world, why would you keep going? Well, a greed greed has no satisfiable limit, no bounds. Power the same. Yeah. Right, and I think we I brought this up on one of the podcasts. You know, like um, greed, you know, would be the shadow side of the archetype of abundance. 
And power at the expense of others is the shadow side of power. Power that empowers others is the light side of the archetype of power. Uh, Amit Goswani, who's a PhD, wrote many great books, uh, The Science or The Physics of God, and he wrote Quantum Spirituality. And he talked in Quantum Spirituality about these six fundamental archetypes. Those two stood out to me. Power and abundance are two universal archetypes along with love uh, that everyone experiences and everyone goes through, right? And we see this, this power play. I mean, it, it, it no overhype, World War III. But yeah. it's, it's a, it is a war of spirit. It's a war of the minds. It's a war in what we believe. Yep. And, and that, you know, from a, we could talk all day, you know, I, I love bringing Steiner up because he understood so much so long ago. And I love learning from the indigenous um, because they never lost that connection with nature, right? They didn't have a word for nature because they weren't separate from it, right? Yeah. So these people lived in they harmony. They were stewards. Yeah, they lived in they harmony. They didn't own it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's, that's the root of everything you're talking about, whether the power, the love, the, all that stuff, that's the, the ego, right? And Steiner's whole thing is it's the ego that's going to destroy everything. You know, it's the ego of we have to, this is ours. This is mine. It's my way. This is how it's done. No other, no other reason. Manifest destiny. Manifest destiny, right? And that is the, we've hit critical mass with that. I mean, we're, we're at critical mass with just about every system that's been put into place right now. Everything is, is at its limit and it's starting to falter a little bit. And you're even having the, the, the big guys, the big money guys are seeing that. You know, we're getting off the fiat. We're getting off certain things. We're adjusting here and there. The food systems are falling apart. The food systems, I mean, come on. It's, it's insane what's happening. All of this is happening right here on front, front Street. And it's like, how many people want to step in and get involved and be part of this? Or how many people just want to isolate? You know, it goes back to that whole religious thing too. It's like a lot of people, they just, they, they don't even care about here. They're ready to ascend somewhere else. Mm, yeah, and that's right? that would be the shadow of Lucifer. That right? is Lucifer. That's that's get me out. Take of me here. to the fifth Take dimension. Me. I hate, I'm tired of this place. Yeah. What do I got to do? I'm not. What do I got to do to graduate and go to heaven? This is my last life here. I'm not re- <laughs> so so it can come in a spiritual 5D, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of perspective, New Age perspective, and also can come from a you know a, a Christian perspective of the, the rapture is coming and they're going to take us all off into heaven. And this, where we're at today, Texas becomes hell. Like, you know, that's a lot. That, that, that's a lot. You know, if, if there's a big portion of the population that are running on that kind of mentality. Two billion people. Two billion people. If two billion people think that, you know, you're, you know the majority of the population are going to sit here and rot in this physical manifestation we call earth, whatever this dimension is, and that, you know, a certain group are going to ascend, their, the visions of paradise here are, are disappearing. There's no, there's no point to re-till the soil, to, 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 you know, plant food, to create better systems, to align with people, to compromise with people. When it's so hard-lined, you create that division and nothing gets done. And trust me, they, you know, whoever they are, you know, this is a this is perfect for them. That separation is is everything in their doctrine, because then you can manage both sides. If you had to predict the score of a game, let's say you're a, you know, you want to bet ten billion dollars on a game, and you want to get the exact score right, 
what you you got to make sure you're you got your coaches on both sides. Yep, and the you, refs. And the refs. All of them trilateral. <laughs> mhm. And you can dictate everything. And you can dictate the weather, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Dane Wigington showed that. That's right. Dimmer. Yeah. So I would do it. I'm getting hit with cedar fever. And uh, I'm also getting hit with a bunch of petrochemicals and particulates. Uh, they, were, they were going berserk last night here in the sky. I was Aluminum. looking at oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah every, like, every day. Uh, every day I see that. And it's funny because Bear can see it. And once you see it, you don't unsee it. You well, can't sure A lot of people it. are like, look. I've had conversations with you personally in particular. Uh-huh. So if the listener is wondering, and if the listener is a parent and you're wondering, <laughs> how do I bridge the gap to my kid? Look, there's no right way to do that. Yeah. Um, I talked to you because David had introduced you to Ike's work at 12 and it fucked you up for a long period of time. Made it was me your angry. Father. It was your father that sh- really gave you the option. Like, yeah, you can go down that rabbit hole and it can be true or you can choose to live a different way. You remember that. That's beautiful, bro. Massive, right? And that, yeah. that's your dad, who was one of the most important people in your life, uh-huh. really speaking to you. And it touched you in a way that it touches me now as a father in, in how I work with Bear. You know, but I... Um, brother, that means Bear, a lot. Yeah, brother. Yeah. But when yeah. Bear wants to know, why is my aluminum high? Why do we have to have this spray at night before bed? There's a fucking reason. And yeah. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not Santa. He used to think it was Santa Claus going around. <laughs> Santa's sleigh. And I was like, well, there's multiple Santas right now. Dropping diamonds and pearls. One's, which one's Santa? There's just fucking transmute- four of them in the air right now. Just transmutate a grid it. Just transmutate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All we got to do is believe Clear it. Clear, cancel, delete. <laughs> if I just believe it, Santa, uh, the you universe will show up you, that way. You can't namaste five quadrillion tons of petrochemicals and toxins and neurotoxins. Um, I, I, I love what you said, though, that, that my, my father gave me that choice, um, but he did it in such a soft, pragmatic way, you know, where he didn't take it away from me. He just offered me a, a, a different experience. And I think that's finding balance. You know, I think that's what we need to do. We need to find balance with our lives. Are we telling everyone to jump out of their life right now and, and go hit the jungles and join us and collaborate? Maybe, but at the same time, we need, you need to find balance because if you're trying to swing the pendulum so fast, you're going to bounce off and it's going to fishtail. And we need to find balance. And that's, again, that always brings me back to health. You know what I mean? It's like everything I do, and this is why Symbiotica is Symbiotica, everything that I do, every subject that we talk about, whether it's you know esoteric stuff, whether it's government stuff, whether it's political stuff, whether it's all this crazy stuff around the world, it all comes back to health. It all comes back to our relationship with our physiology. It all comes back to our relationship of loving ourselves and looking ourselves in the mirror and deciding, am I worthy to take care of? That's really at the core fundamental truth of it all. Because if you're not fundamentally taking care of yourself and loving yourself truthfully, forget about everything else. We don't need you. I don't want no part of that because we can't take on the sick and the tired and the weak. We can only take on souls that are ready to take care of themselves first. And I don't mean that in the, I mean that in the most beautiful, respectful, reverence way of your path and journey. And forget all the other stuff. Take care of the emotional, physical body, and everything else will set free. I wholeheartedly agree with that. That's actually one of the saving graces for me in the alchemy of my dark night of the soul, December of 2020. Toad. Toad, the toad medicine that reactivated for 17 nights. You know, the Chexter dug me out of that hole, and then I continued to process pretty much all year long. 
I waited eight months before any journey. Um, and then I've only had, you know, a small handful of them that year. Some of them very challenging, but, you know, in those, that, that understanding of to, to be the change you wish to see in the world always starts right here. And if God is just the divine mirror and whatever I truly believe and know it as, um, and if I'm not separate from that, then how do I know myself? Right. Right. If I want to know God as love, I have to love myself as a prerequisite. If I want to know perfect health, I have to, to, to do the necessary steps to bring that about my being. Yes. Right. You cannot live in a perfectly healthy world if I'm sick. And I, you know, there's zero chance of that, right? There's yep. an increased chance if I'm healthy in an unhealthy world to raise the frequency of health with all those around me. And I think that's, that's what, you know, the mission we've both been on. Um, let's talk about that. I mean, you've, you've, and I do want to dive into CNN and all this funny shit that's going on, but it's, <laughs> it's likely just, <laughs> oh boy, you know, you got a lot of good practices that yeah. keep you fucking grounded. Um, yeah. But yeah, mainstream is mainstream. Um, let's break down for people. What are some of your core tenets of things, you know, on the health mission? One of the, the most fantastic things that you ever mentioned was in our first podcast. You said in, in any habit change, in, any, in anything, and it's January now, a lot of people want to instill new habits. You said momentum is the number one most important factor. I fucking love that. I still think about it. I say it like it's in, it's in me. Like yeah. it, that fucking burned a hole in me. I yeah. love it. Fuck yeah. Momentum is uh, exactly what we need in order to get from A to Z. So anytime that we feel like we're sputtering in life, if you can emotionally connect to the things that you've done to bring value to your life, you automatically can feel those physiological responses. Like they've actually studied this. Just that's how strong the, the mind is. You know, that's the whole placebo, nocebo. Just the emotional connection to the experience, past or present, can bring on the same chemical alchemy in the body as if you're just doing it in that moment. And so momentum is... What am I doing in my reality? So, so I always go, okay, let me look at the last one. Let me look at the last week. Let's make it simple. Forget about the last two months, six months, year, Gregorian calendar bullshit. Let's just look at the last week. What have I done in the last week that either takes me closer to my goal or takes me away from my goal? What, what am I, is there addition by subtraction? I think for momentum to work, you have to clear that which does not serve you. First and foremost, it's not adding on this glutathione drip or this ice chamber or this XYZ or these radical exotic stuff. That stuff comes after you're ready to bust through a new plateau. You got to make layers and you got to get going. Are you getting up, you know, with the sunrise? Are you doing your gratitude prayers on the rise that are meaningful to you, not to me, but to you? And you've, you've written them yourself and you've put a lot of thought in. How much discipline are you using every single day towards your craft? There's a reason why the ancient yogis that are famous that we know did the, the work that they did. They weren't just lunatics, you know, meditating for 30 years in a cave or doing practices like standing like a tree for two hours a day for five years straight. No, there was a reason, there was a method to their madness. And that method is what creates stability in their ability to recall those types of powers in moments of stress, in moments of need. Because if you don't have the, the framework developed within your physiology from things that you're practicing, whether it's your martial arts, whether it's your breath work, whether it's whatever it is, you can't rely on that when time gets tough. 
That's why, you know, I'm up butt crack of dawn every single day. I'm getting my naked body in front of the sun. I'm putting my feet grounded onto the earth. I get into the ocean and I do my swim. I come back. I have my, I do my infrared sauna. I do my readings. I have everything set from the night before. I drink my salt water. I drink my Sheila Jeet. I have things in place so my body gets acclimated to a system. And when my, and, and these are things that are helping me. These are, you know, these are things that are that feel good. I get euphoria from them. I, my body releases dopamine and serotonin and anandamide and all bliss, bliss molecules and all these different things. So I have momentum going. Now with that momentum, now I can take on something new. And I don't just wing it. I actually prepare for it. These are the disciplines that develop a healthy mind, body, spirit, and ego, and then allow you to go and build a company and allow you to go and become successful and allow you to go and connect with people that are running on your same operational level. I also, you know, I just, I cut out people that I just can't flow with. It's simple as that. I just don't have the time. I have, I'm, I'm working 12, 13 hours a day sometimes and I can't just hang. It just, it is what it is. This is momentum building because we have to be efficient with our time in these bodies. Time, we are, you know, Rumi said it, you know, our, our life here is a drop of ocean in the infinite of time. We think we're forever. Our souls are. I believe that. But in this physical reality, we have to make sure we're efficient with everything we're doing from the water we're drinking to the water we're bathing in to the supplements we're using to the food that we're eating. We can't just wing these things because they hurt us long term and they take chips and they, they, they take chunks out of us. And by the time you're, you know, you're in your mid-30s, mid-40s and stuff like that, how many, how many chunks do you have left? Right. And that's why I fast, you know, two days a week consistently now. And I, that's why I do intermittent fasting. That's why I have, you know, weeks where I don't eat at all. And it's all just, you know, eating up all the stuff in my body that does not serve me anymore. And I get into autophagy and I activate sirtuins and I go down these pathways. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. You're one of the few people that I feel meets me in terms of intelligence and meets me in terms of a thirst and fire for knowledge. That's a gift, my friend. And anyone listening to this right now, that's your, that's your savior in this reality. Or you can just escape your entire life and then when the going gets tough, you either get something cut out of you from a surgeon or they put you on some kind of drug. It's as simple as that. Our health span is what we make of it. All diseases, almost 98% of diseases are based on epigenetics and environmental factors in the way that we live our life. It's not some mutated genetic thing. One and a half percent, two percent are genetic things that we can't control, but we can also mitigate them if we're, if we're doing things properly to a certain degree. And so we, ha we are the master magicians of our reality. We're the ones that control everything and we have to get our power back. And that's, again, that's why my message, if you're on my social media, that's pretty much 99% of everything I talk about is sovereignty, is freedom. And again, that's a Steiner thing. And, and, I, and I, I, I was thinking the other day, biodynamic farming, healthy physique, it's sexy physique, aesthetics, financial freedom. These are all side effects of doing things that you love to do. Now, let me explain. Biodynamic farming, in my opinion, and there's a lot of permaculture out there that run, run in similar pr uh, principles, so I'm not isolating biodynamics, but uh, biodynamics produces the most mineralized, nutrient-dense food in the world. But Steiner didn't create biodynamics or configure it with all of his teachings for that. 
he did it so it can become the meditation and spiritual process to develop faculties within the human soul soul in the process of understanding biodynamics and man's relationship to the cosmos and to the earth. That is a very, very poignant thing that you have to understand here is that biodynamics wasn't to make good food. It was to, it was to make the man making the food. Mm. That is damn. You, 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 you with me? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. when you're, and, and when I'm, uh, when you're in your abundance codes, the side effect is making financial money. Whatever in whatever means it is, cryptocurrency, fiat, whatever. The side effect of doing what you love to do and being passionate about is that. The side effect of you loving to take care of yourself, you loving to feel the power of being the man of the family, the protector, you loving the, the idea of becoming superhuman in so, so many ways. The side effect is having a physique like Kyle's, right? Your, your physique is the, is the side effect, is the afterthought reaction the causality of your cause of wanting to be the best of you can be. You're not over there like, oh, how am I going to like get the best abs so I can? I mean, my, yeah. my left serratus is not as developed as my right <laughs> yeah. serratus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've got, I've been doing um, those <laughs> forearm wrist curls at the end of the bench. Right, you know, doing right. Those when you're 15. Of course. <laughs> I need bigger forearms. I don't yeah. look like Popeye. Donkey calf raise, donkey calf raise, <laughs> concentration curl. None of that, all that shit's been long gone. All that aesthetic stuff is 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 a perfect anomaly. Like, how healthy are those guys that are doing those prep contests that are eating like, you know, they're, they're fluctuating their water systems and their salt pumps and eating chicken and broccoli all yeah, day they long? They don't last long. No, they don't. They fall apart. Their thyroid's gone. I mean, it's like their their reproductive organs are just getting shot. Brain brain retardation. I mean, it's insane. That's that's doing that for that reason. Now, I'm not judging. This is not a judge. They, they have every everyone has the right to do whatever the hell they want to do. This is a this is a moment of discernment. This is stepping back and and observing these actions and these behaviors and these forms of consciousness and seeing what is the end game here and what how, what kind of results do you have that affect an optimal living life of happiness, love, compassion, empathy, and connection to something greater than us, something that's so beyond comprehensible. And again, that's you know that that is the root of health. Health is a living, breathing ecosystem of dynamic thoughts and emotions and love and curtailing all these different, you know, endogenous and exogenous stuff that are coming and flowing in and out of us. It's a myriad of poetry. And, and that is what life is. It's, it's, it's your poetry and your dance. It's just who's dictating that. When you wake up every day, where are those thoughts coming from? Is it the starved ego? Is it the thoughts of a traumatic childhood? Is it the thoughts of a traumatic news that's blasting you every single day? Is it your partner? Is it your friends? Are you in a network that's just constantly filled with judgment and fear and you have to be a certain way? You have to act a certain way? You really got to like step back and just like, what the fuck am I doing here? What is my purpose here <laughs> when yeah. it's all said and done? Yeah, brother. Yeah. Absolutely. You brought up so much. I mean, I'm thinking of Steiner as like the man being the antenna that connects heaven and earth. That's right. You know, right? Like yeah. I'm thinking of that and I'm thinking like, yeah, that is. And it's not even him. And he openly talks about it. It's like, this is not me. I'm, I'm just channeling. The great knowledge is coming through. Yeah, right? it's coming through. It's, it's, it's connection to at spirit. The, at the end of the day, there is one. That's right. right. So when you come from the high source, you know, all of them, whether it's Dr. Wayne Dyer, I know you had his daughters on yeah, yeah. the podcast. Um, it's coming through. It's yeah. coming through. And I'm thinking about, um, you know, the aesthetics piece. When you're talking about poetry, 
I've often said to the dismay of some people who don't quite get it that my body is a work of art. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's the least egoic thing that I do in a day. And that joke about, you know, forearm curls and all that shit. How I move my, my ability to move freely dictates my, my own viewing of the art that is Kyle Kingsbury. That's right. right. And so, for example, when I've gone really heavy into powerlifting or really focused on jiu-jitsu or really focused on certain aspects, if it diminishes my ability to move freely, and perfect example, you're going to see later when you're hanging with Jamie and the kids, like, where, if I can't... If I dance stiff with my kids who can fucking move like Gumby, yeah. oh, that's an issue. Something is either energetically or literally physically impeding me from having my full range, from having my full range of expression, my full range of flow. And, you know, that's some, it came to me in a mushroom journey where I saw um, nothing wrong with being sore, nothing wrong with pushing yourself as a professional athlete or otherwise. But if I was chronically sore and chronically beat up, there was a tightness in my physical structure. And that tightness in my physical structure gave me a tightness in my mental, emotional attitude towards life, right? Like I didn't have much compassion. I wasn't softening for my son. I was a little bit harder on the surface to him. You know, and the greater I opened that, you know, I can open your heart. It's like, well, literally, if I fucking do some down dog, up dog and open up my physical being and beat myself up less, find some type of sustainability through Practices like easy strengths from Pavel to, um, you know, not sparring at 110%, but hitting the bag and working some mitts and then dancing around, doing some 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 tie-level sparring. Sure. You know, the Thai guys spar fucking all the time. They yeah. fight every weekend. They never spar hard, right? Can I spar like that? Yeah. Can I do something that's more sustainable, which then allows me the full freedom of expression to where now as I move, I don't need medicine to crack me open to where I am not worried about what other people think of me. I'm just flown. Like the music moves me, you know, and it's, it's, it can sound woo woo as fuck, but when you hit that, when you're at an ecstatic dance or when you're at a rave or when you're some at a festival and you have the right concert of chemistry going through your body, whether endogenous or exogenous or a combination and you move in a certain way, it's like something, some piece of you gets unlocked. You know, yeah. you remember, holy shit, this is the freedom I had as a child. Yeah. And when that gets a, a embodied in the adult meat suit, that's the thing you want to keep, right? Yeah. That's the thing you fight for, right? <laughs> totally. I mean, what you just said is exactly what Steiner says. It's a, he's, I'm going to paraphrase it, but he says something on the lines that um, man becomes adult and through adulthood loses his child. When losing his child, he loses his health. All right, because you're 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 you've become rigid, you've mm. become harmonic, you've become philistine, calcified. You know, we've 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 lost the 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 suppleness and the suppleness and the juiciness of childhood is the is the health. Now, he's saying that even as an adult, you can still if you embody the child spirit. You're you're staying the same. The spirit, as long as the spirit stays the same, like your hair can turn white or whatever, but your spirit's still there. You're still in that supple frequency, and that's a. I, I just find that so fascinating because, like you, after my toad experience, I became a child. I went went right back down to being you know eight nine years young, and I haven't changed. You know, of course, there's moments where we got to put like our, you know, our bridges up and <laughs> big boy and we, pants big on, bo- big boy pants on. 
And uh, but but you like me and I will still wear our Daisy Dukes. You know what I mean? Like, what's that all about? We just want to show. <laughs> we just want to show off our our ass and our our thighs and our legs. No, we're still childlike. There's some, There's probably something to that. You know, we want to stay in that that frequency and that energy. And maybe we can't get serious all the time. Maybe it's that seriousness that creates, you know, lack of circulation, lack of blood flow. You know, we're in modern mechanistic world right now. This is not, this not, wasn't the design that was laid forth. You know, we're, we're chopped up in so many different micro realities, especially with the advent of technology. You and I at, at our age right now, we, you know, we grew up without smartphones, you know. I didn't, I wasn't a kid at five years old looking at an iPad. You know what I mean? I was out in the canyons burning shit and catching lizards and snakes and riding around with the homies on our BMX bikes and terrorizing the neighborhoods. You know, that was like, that was my reality, surfing every single day and living a beach life and being connected to the experience, which again is a, is a biodynamic principle. You know, don't have, don't be landlocked inside, you know, a, a square house have the presence and ability to flow and grow and integrate everything that's around us. That's how you build faculties and empathy, which is the main one. And so I think a lot of reverse engineering would be beneficial for people to start looking and uh, outside of the, you know, just kind of the common perspective of what life is supposed to be like today. Why is it supposed to be like this? How have we forgotten what we've forgotten? Where can we rub the amnesia off on certain things and start getting back to our own primal self? I, I go, I always think, okay, a, a child's, wow, this, I have a friend of mine, he's like, oh, my, my five-year-old can open up this app and do this and do all these things. That's, that's impressive. I always think, though, like, okay, if that's what where the mind has gone for the five-year-old, what other parts of the mind and spirit are are not developing. What faculties are getting robbed because of this? And I can think of thousands. And that's that's something that right now, people that are our age, a lot of people that are, have been robbed of those faculties. And it's no wonder why, you know, they're they're giving their power away. And really, you know, please. Give me something, you know, every day, every day, share. It's like sharing. What can I take for this? What can I take for that? <laughs> and, still and, thinking of the magic bullet. Yeah, the magic bullet. And, I, and it's so easy for me to be like, oh, to take this complex form of zinc that we offer. It's mixed with this two ty- types of copper, you know, the, the amazing stuff. But I, I'm not in a position to do that. I don't do that. I go, I go, we got to get to the root. We got to get into the, like, how did you get here? Like, why are you here? Where do you want to go? You know, it's not this one thing, you know. Sometimes, you know, what's coming up for me right now, and I want to just further um, have empathy for listeners that are like, I mean, the thing that's coming up for me intuitively is that before I kind of hit that movement in my body where something was unlocked and I remembered moving like that, like, holy shit, I don't know if it was 20 years, 30 years, how long had gone by since I moved that freely. When you don't know what's gone, it's hard to look for the thing, right? Um, and sometimes we do stumble upon it through uh, peak experience. Uh, other times we have a general idea of like the thing we like, you know, like um, Godzi, who's a dear brother of mine. Um, he's he's uh, he's uh, co-presenting with me at our first immersive for, for service at the end of this month. He he's talking about. Um, Damn it, where was I going with Godzi? 
We had embodiment of the dance, people that don't know until it's there. Instant gratification, um, supplements. They wanted it to, they need help with this. Fucker. It's, it's right okay. there. Um, <laughs> it'll come to me. The magnesium l the brain magnesium could help you with that. It totally could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not, it's like, it's, you know, when you don't know what's missing, sometimes you can find it. And then other times, okay, what do you, what do you, one of the things he teaches through Jung is that people always ask us, and I'm sure they ask you the same fucking questions. How do I know if my ego's in the driver's seat or if my soul is? Sure. How do I know if it's the high self that's talking to me? How do I know if I'm listening to my daemon? And one of the things is there is a differentiator, right? But you literally, it's the thing you desire, right? And if it's an authentic desire that leaves you more whole than when you started, right? If it's not paid for on credit, and I'll t- I talk about that with drugs, cocaine's a bad drug. Why? Because you pay for a good time on credit. Yeah. You always feel like shit after. Yeah. No matter what, you right? Sacrifice. You're paying for it on credit. Yeah. Ayahuasca, when done to the right set and setting, not the case, right? Yeah. It leaves you more whole than when you started. You might have to pay as you go. It might not be pleasant, but it leaves you more whole than when you started. When with the right set and setting, right? So I think of that as kind of a rule of thumb. And the same can be said of desire. If we may not know like the peak dance experience that we've been missing, but we may know like, I feel fucking great in nature. I should be in nature more. People say shit like that. I should go to the ocean more. I should take a vacation. And then it becomes the thing where like, I'm only going to experience that. Like, so I, I guess it's an authentic desire would leave us more whole than we started spending more time in nature. Yeah. An inauthentic desire would be something like, I want to eat this fucking Twinkie cause I deserve it. And then what is that? That's paid for on credit. That has a cost that's added afterwards, right? Does not leave you more whole than when you started. Sure. Um, and those are really, you know, low hanging fruit, if you will, low hanging Twinkies. Yes. Um, following desire to the thing that you know is good for you and then bridging the gap, right? Like Ike says, when you know the end game, it's easy to see the totalitarian tiptoe. If we're going to do the same and remodeling health and wellness, each person's individual journey is going to look different, but it's their desire to their favorite things. If they know camping was awesome, I want to do that. Or I didn't, you know, I, last time I went fishing was with my dad. It was when I was 20. I should probably take bear fishing again. Right. Like, and then bridging those gaps smaller and smaller so that we can make a little deposit into the nature jar every single day. Momentum. Little, yeah, exactly, brother. Momentum, right? Well, why, why, why are we not doing that? Why do we keep from doing that which we know is good for us? Why aren't we listening to the good doctor in our mind? Why do we need to have an outside force tell us what to do? Where did we lose that? Is that something that we were bred into through childhood? We weren't allowed to do what we wanted to do because we were afraid to do it? Were we governed by this, you know, broad-based school system that's all about being on time here, getting this work done and doing this stuff and not being able to talk about things you want to talk about and express things and have different perspectives and different views. This whole thing, what you're talking about, in my opinion, is just how we've been, you know, basically trained as children. We've been trained to, you know, avoid that which we think is best for us. A lot of kids have been robbed of their own inner faculty. And Steiner says... It's your intuition that's going to pave the way for happiness. It's following the intuition that's going to allow you to break free of old karma. It's your intuition that's going to allow you to become sovereign. And so everything you just said right there is light up to perfection on that level. So we got to get back to our, we got to start flexing and training that intuitive muscle. 
And how do we do that? There's principles and there's practices to do that. And I do them every day. I'm working on how do I master my intuition? I think that's going to be a book that I'm going to be writing. I'm working on that right now. I have the subcontext of it and I've been breaking it down. I've also been working on the Aramon book and uh, also a book called 300. Excuse me, 333. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be like a a Rolodex book where you can flip to any page and you're picking up some cool, you know, nuance. Fuck yeah. How cool is that? I can't wait for any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where you're going to fit it into your fucking (laughs) schedule right now. Ghost writers. Uh, Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I already feel like the 333 has already been written. I've already done like a thousand million different announcements on things that could be quick fix and stuff like that. But um, talk about intuitive. Break break some of that down. Let's break down the path to intuitive knowing. Yeah. So, so something happens where we start turning off the inner consciousness of communication. Something happens in the day. Something happens last week. Something happened last year. Something happened when we were twelve. Something happened when we were five. That that we have a voice within us which is communicating to us at light speed. And telling our heart and our gut how to feel about certain things. And then somewhere at some point, that communication to the mind to create action and movement and behavioral patterns got got disfragmented. We stopped trusting it. We were worried to trust it. And we became into this mentality that that we are ultimately wrong about so many things. And that has led us into giving up our power. And that's a that's a common trait with today's modern school system. That's a big part of school systems is telling you you're wrong, telling you you're not right. This is the way. This is the history. This is the what happened here. This is the story. This is how you're going to understand it. And if you speak anything outside of that, you're a lunatic. You're a jerk. You're a dummy. You're all of these like attack you words. Need medication. You need medication. You're, you know, this and that. And you can see it with what's happening right now in the world, you know, with all of this uh, stuff with, you know, this this whole, you know, what, I, I don't even like talking about it, but just the whole health situation that we're dealing with. It's like if you have a different spin on, hey, maybe uh, my body develops anti antibodies and that I have an innate immune system and that I have a terrain inside my inner ecosystem that can take on and and work with these outside entities and create balance within them. Maybe that's possible, which it is, and we know that. But nope, you, nope, you're crazy. Maybe, maybe you're lunatic. infection is the greatest immunity. By far, hands down, not not <laughs> even close. You know, like that's how that's being human is integrating. I mean, we we could do a whole series on the microbiota, you know, and talk about you know how what, what's actually happening down there. And what and what systems are operating down there outside of human mammalian cells, and that we just have such a diverse world down there from the whole entire GI tract up into the brain. You and know? That, you know that actually speaks exactly to the conversation right now. Is that perhaps there is that? I mean, not perhaps. You know, check check is one of the first people that taught me that and how to eat, move, and be healthy. That uh, any and all stress, when left long enough and undealt with, will become dis-ease within the body. There's a physical manifestation even to work or relationship-related stress. 100%. Non-physical stressors, only mental-emotional, will create physical dis-ease in the body if left there long enough. That's right. Um, so when we speak to things like intuition, 
you know, what severs that cord? If your microbiome is off, what's generating that feeling? What's 80%, you know, of certain very important neurochemistry comes from the production of the microbiome. 80% of serotonin or 70 to 90% of certain things, dopamine. I mean, some of the most important- And immune response systems Mm -hmm. and immune cells and T cells and natural killer cells and all of these things that are there to support us and to keep us healthy and robust all come from that emotional capacity. So if you sever that, you're severing all that. And that's interesting because I- I, I did a post a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I'm not even surprised we're in the state of affairs we're in. If you take a look at the, the average human body and the ecosystem within and the biochemistry within, I'm surprised it's not way worse than where we're at. That just speaks to the resiliency. Exactly. You know, the spirit is strong. Really? The, really? The, the spirit is strong and there's a lot of, and there are people that are holding, the for, holding this down. You know, we're holding the line, so to speak. But the, the, the average consumer out there on a worldwide demographic, their, their entire biochemistry doesn't even give them the opportunity to develop a faculty of intuition. That's how wild it is. We don't even have the, the, the resiliency through the, the, the compounds that create structure in the body. You know, if you have someone that's been bathing in fluoride and chlorinated water their entire life, they're eating a standard American diet, they've gone through maybe two, three rounds, 100 rounds of antibiotics, they've been, you know... I had fucking six rounds a year for a decade. You had six rounds a year for... A decade. Yeah, there you go. So you can speak from it on terms of what that did to you in terms of your emotional self, the spirit, right? Because, and this is perfect, because Steiner says all disease is some form of psychosis. Disease starts in the mind. Whether it's cancer or heart disease or, you know, diabetes, metabolic disease, it's in the mind. That makes sense, right? Because if the mind is not functioning properly, the mind is not making the right decisions. If you're not making the right decisions, you're not using discernment. If you're not using discernment, you're throwing you know, darts blindfolded. And in a world today, with all of the amount of stressors we have, psychological warfare, spiritual warfare, financial warfare, poverty conscious, scarcity mentality, petrochemicals, toxins in our food and water supply, toxins in the medical system, pharmaceutical drugs, over-the-counter drugs, herbicide, fungicide, larvicide, insecticide. I can go on and on and on. Glyphosate, things that are destroyed. fire retardants. Fire retardants, bromine. I can go on with billions of this stuff, right? Trihalomethanes. I can go on and on. We're plastics, xenotoxins, the estrogen dominance, blah, 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 blah. So we have all of that and then the, the human faculty, the, psych, the psychosis has kicked in. We never had a chance. <laughs> we never had a chance. So the fact that we're here right now, and if you're listening to me and Kyle just, you know, rapping about this shit right now, hallelujah. This, there's a reason you're hearing us right now. This is not chance. This is not random. I can actually give you a full-on uh, algebraic slash calculus statistical analysis that if you're listening to us right now, it can't be random. It's, it's empirically impossible. So if you're a science person and you're all about that scientism and that's your new faith religion, we can actually show you that the fact that you're listening to us talk about this right now 
It's not random. And there's a reason you're listening to this. And this is maybe upgrading you epigenetically as we speak right now to start looking into things into your lifestyle and your emotional response systems and your intuitive power so you can take hold of your life and start making choices that help you and your family as opposed to escaping more and going, getting more bitter, getting more angry. And like, you know, Dr. Bruce Lipton says, you know, the biology of belief you know, every thought and emotion dictates your health. It's the same thing that if you look at empirical data with, you know, Dr. Sinclair, you know, we have a health span. And then as soon as you leave the health span, you enter the disease span. Once you're in the disease span, good luck tr trying to get out. Because the, the, only, the, the only way that you can do that is getting back into the mind and the emotional spirit. It's not going to work with some allopathic treatment. Allopathic treatment is not going to do it. We can't mask symptoms anymore. We've been masking symptoms forever. We've been driving out of Italian hypercar dealerships, Pagani or Lab Lamborghini, driving on PCH, check engine lights come on. We've been putting black duct tape over the check engine lights. <laughs> when It's fine. I don't yeah, need yeah. change yet. It's a $12 million car. <laughs> Let me just put the duct, duct tape over it. That would, be, that would be considered insanity, right? Mm -hmm. You have a $12 million car. You have check engine lights come on, and you're putting duct tape over I have over heard it. that's how they do it in some of the countries that's, in South, Southwest Asia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. But your, your mind and body is infinitely more important than a $12 million car. What are we doing? Every time our body signals a pain to us or a fear or an emotional response or we have a, you know, we have a you know, heart tremor or our stomach hurts or we're having acid reflux, what do we do? We, to, oh, we take over-the-counter stuff and we say, stop talking to us. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And we do that with every facet of our life. We're blinding ourselves from the truth, the infinite truth, so help you God. And that's why something like ayahuasca or 5-MeO or any of these radical you know, medicines are on the exact opposite end of that. That's how I look at, I was interested when I was looking at like medicine and stuff, I was like, oh, that's polar opposite of escapism. You can't escape. Yeah, and then deepism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's deepism. <laughs> Write that down. It's in there. So <laughs> I love that. It's deepism. And that's why if you're in deepism and you try to escape, you're fucked. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's how you, the, the Watiko, right? That's how you go. You can't turn it off. You cannot turn it off. Oh man, we we just the the power of our discussion is fucking with the electrical system right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. This is good. I, I'm trying my hardest not to sneeze this entire conversation. You've done I'm great, on brother. I'm on that like you know when you're like it's like right there. Uh -huh. I'm one stage below that. It's just like it's like causing me to squint, and it's just like it's like that tingle. It's freaking. It's powerful, man. Because this is, I'm sitting in this frustration of every part of my body right now. It feels like it's watering and burning and stuff like that. All of it. It's like a, like a, like, what is it? In, like um, a kingpin when he's like, he's got one foot in the pressure cooker and one foot in the firing and pan. And one foot in the fire. And, and his butt feels like it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie McCracken? Yep. Yep. Do you mind? I wasn't talking during your. Oh, during your man. Uh, uh, no, sorry. Good luck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just watched Kingpin and, uh, there's a lot of jewels in that movie. That's massive. A, that's massive. Just what, but I'm that, imagining your face feeling like that. That's, the about to explode bratwurst. That's that's right. That's right. About to explode <laughs> bratwurst. 
<laughs> oh man, that's a good one. Well, tell. I mean, look, we don't. I want. I want to fucking hang with you guys as much as possible off podcast. Yeah. I know you've got. No, this uh, was this, this was, was fantastic. So much going on. It always is. Is there anything you want to leave the listener with? What are you guys creating? I mean, I, we didn't even get a chance to talk CNN. You want to talk that or you want to save it for another time? I say we save it for another okay. time. But what we, we could just say this is that, um, as you guys know, my my deep brother, Novak Djokovic, I've been his uh, head of nutrition for the last four years. But beyond that, we're, we've been best friends. We've gone through so much together, um, emotional techniques and and you know, really looking at history and like what, how did we come together in this, in this whole thing? This was before all of this stuff. And it's been a, it's been a tough past couple of weeks. You know, I've been on the front lines with him, uh, during this whole Australian open process and, uh, they were working on getting him an exemption so he can play. And I just want to put this out there. This man is sitting at the precipice of being the greatest of all time in, in a sport, in an individual sport. He has 20 grand slam wins, He's tied Nadal and Federer, and he dominated the Australian Open. He has nine Australian Opens. That's his court. And this was going to be, you know, nothing's guaranteed, but this was, this was him getting to 21. And to think that he was denied the ability to play because of his belief systems on how to handle his own individual health is real tough. And I want people to have uh, a little bit of awareness on what he's going through and the experience that he's having. And um, it's just, a, it's almost like a movie. You couldn't even script it any crazier than that. I'm not going to say better because it's not good, but it's, 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 this is bigger than tennis. And this is, this is history that's being written right now. We'll never forget about this for hundreds, thousands of years, this moment. And it's powerful to be involved in it in some capacity and be a someone to be on his shoulder. I mean, we were communicating the whole time while they put him in the this like Guantanamo Bay style camp over there. It's incredible. They put him in the, the almost locked him up and treated him like he was some kind of drug lord. And it's just uh, it's unbelievable. And um, I'm just we're sending him a bunch of love right now, and hopefully uh, France wakes up and lets him play in the French Open so he has another crack at this. And Wimbledon, and again New York U.S. Open. So, yeah, for, yeah. And I just want to address, you know, like for, there's, I know there's some people out there that are thinking right now, big fucking deal. He's playing tennis. I'm gonna lose my job if I don't get the jab. Or I'm yeah. like, this X, Y, and Z is gonna happen if I don't do this. I can't see my parents again if I don't do this. Right. Everyone has been affected. The reason why I find this to be such a massive story is that sports often have there often can be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah, because as a whole, we're drawn to. I'm not a huge fan of tennis. I watch it here and there. I've seen him play uh, on TV, but there is magnitude with that story, and that magnitude can speak to the masses. That magnitude can speak like, why is this guy, right? Like, fuck Kyle Kingsbury. Who's that guy? He's the ex fighter that was four and five in the UFC. Big fucking deal, right? When one that of the is greatest, a big deal. When one of the but one of the greatest of all time in any particular sport speaks out and says, no, I don't want to do this, right? Like, we know all the players in the NBA are fucking silenced. Yeah. All of them. Even if they make their choice, they're still told, like, shut the fuck up. Absolutely. And 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 some of them, according to Dr. Rashid Bittar, have even had death threats, right? Like, they won't admit it publicly, but wow. I, I, I believe it. I believe it with the state that we're in. Um, so I, I, I've been watching this closely. I love that you're in this fucking corner. I yeah, love it that you're right there that. with him. I love it that he has... Uh, you know, your shoulders to rest upon and that you guys can fucking handle anything together. And um, well, whether he's on my shoulder, he's on your shoulder too because that's the whole thing. We're connected in that spirit. 
I feel more confident every day to be able to do what I do because knowing I know that you exist. I've told you this before, not to get mushy with you, but that's real. And that's what brotherhood and sisterhood and family is all about. Truly. Yeah, brother. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's yeah, thank where you, the, that's thank yeah. you, brother. That's yeah, yeah. where the sauce lies. Yeah. Right? Like I think about that. It, it was momentum carried me through the dark night of the soul because I could see I had memories of my family. I had memories of being a father. I had memories of all those things. And it was like, as hard as this gets, I can't fucking push quit. Not now, right? And that momentum carried me through. But when we think about the things that we want to grab, it doesn't necessarily need to be a daily practice on the ocean. If you've got access, fuck yeah. Don't, don't be the guy that lives 15 minutes from Santa Monica and never goes there. That's right. If you're fucking by the beach, utilize it, right? That's right. We're by a tunnel water here. I go to Barton Springs with Bear every day of the summer, right? And in the, we go in the spring and the fall and sometimes in the winter. And we're, we're in nature, wherever we're at. Um, that's low-hanging fruit. Get there. Do that. The desire that you and I have for high-level conversations with like-minded people that are consistently growing, consistently learning, where I can tell you anything and you're going to have advice and you're going to have similar stories of shit that you had gone through and, and vice versa, that's an authentic desire from humans to connect face-to-face, right? Charles yeah. Eisenstein said it. Like, you can't get it through Zoom. It's nice to be able to FaceTime mom. It's better than a phone call, but it's not the same as hugging mom. That's right. It's not the same as us sharing time together, whether in California or here. And, and that's the thing we must continue to fight for because there's some places where it didn't go back, like Texas and Florida. There's some places still where, you know, it was discouraged to, to celebrate the holidays. It was discouraged to get together for uh, uh, fucking five or eight people to hang around in, at your dinner table. While all these clowns, the making the laws, are the ones having massive parties on their birthday, you know, it, it, the, the absurdity can go no longer, right? can go no further. And we can't take those things lightly. Yeah. Yeah, the cosmic connection of human interaction is the greatest alchemy of all time, and it's the most empowering. We know that from time and memoriam. That's, that's everything. And so if you dismantle that, I mean, putting a mask on is another thing. But, like, taking human connection away where you and I can see each other and, ha and feel each other and pheromones are exchanging and nuances are exchanging and the sound decibels are accurate. This is what, like, like I'm charged up, dude. I'm ready to go fuck the day up. I'm ready <laughs> to go have the best day ever. I'm ready to start working on some word, more word magic, you know, and, and my linguistics and all these things. These are, this is how the mitochondria charges up. This is the battery of life, just like standing in the sun on the rise and grounding to the earth, human connection, human in touch, all of those things are just as critical. And that's what true brotherhood and true sisterhood is all about. It's about not having yes men all around you. It's about people looking you in the eye and telling you how it is and really wanting to see the best in you. And that's what it's all about. Fuck yeah, brother. <laughs> where, where, where can people find you? Uh, you know where you can find me. At Chervin333. Chervin, C-H-E-R-V-I-N-333. And, uh, you know, I got my own private telegram room. And also, I'll just throw this in here. You know, because of all the social media bullshit and all the, the banning and all that stuff, Symbiotica is creating its own media uh, concept. And our app will be coming out pretty soon, and it's going to be a home base for everyone to just get together and share information and story and ideas and concepts all outside of just Symbotica stuff, just like life. And I'm excited for that. Our own ecosystem. Fuck yeah, brother. Yeah. I'm pumped for that as well. That's going to be great. Dope, hey, brother. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Remember, 
Your true self is immaterial. Your conscious is ethereal. It pre-exists your body and transcends the material. Fuck yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah.